Broadcasting from Orchard Park, New York, and Boca Raton, Florida, you are listening to Freight 360. Whether it's breaking news, tips to increase your business, or just some good old sports talk, this podcast is all about having a conversation about the world of freight. I'm your host, Nate Cross. And Benjamin Kowalski. Let's talk freight. All right, welcome back for episode 118 of the Freight 360 podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about TMSs, and we, we've had so many questions and a lot of conversations recently around the the tech side of brokerage. And you know, people ask, "What TMS should I use? What should I look for in a TMS?" And we're going to break all that stuff down in today's episode, and with a special guest too. So, but hey, if you're brand new here, welcome to Freight 360. We're glad you found us. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, welcome back, and make sure to share us with all your friends in the industry. And uh, you know, we, we got a new review. I want to read here that um, we saw. It was this is Cody from YouTube on one of our latest videos. Said y'all's, and I apologize because I don't say y'all. I'm from uh, Buffalo, New York, but Cody said y'all's podcast and channel have seriously helped me learn so much about this industry. I'm fairly new to it, and I work for one of the larger 3PLs in the U.S. Yeah, that one. Their training program helped me go from no knowledge at all to feeling fairly confident in my abilities. But what's really set me apart from my peers is the outside knowledge you guys have taught me. Currently in the process of closing my first customer, and I wouldn't have been able to do it so soon without the help from y'all. There's the y'all again. So thank you guys for everything, and keep on keeping on. All right, well thanks Cody. That was a good one, Ben. I think that was the video that you put out uh, this past weekend. Yeah, freight brokerage sales tips, but it's it's yep. it's awesome getting that support and knowing that people are able to actually get to where they wanted to go a little bit quicker, and that we're able to help them get there. Absolutely. So hey, this podcast episode is brought to you guys by Rose Rocket TMS. Modern trucking companies need modern software. <laughs> Say goodbye to spreadsheets, manual processes, and contentious phone calls with your partners or customers asking where their freight is. With the Rose Rocket transportation management software, you can automate every part of the order, from automated order entry to self-serve quoting to advanced dispatching and on-demand track and trace. Rose Rocket makes running your business easier and more efficient. Visit the link in the episode notes, or if you're on YouTube, the description box to get the best price and learn how the Rose Rocket TMS can streamline your business operations. So without further ado, our special guest today from Rose Rocket is Rob Doherty. Rob, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you, man. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. Absolutely. So, hey, before we get into the, the content of today's episode on TMS talking, I just really quick for the listeners out there and anyone watching, um, give us a little bit of a background on you and on, on Rose Rocket. Just kind of set the stage so we know who you are and kind of what yeah. you're bringing to the table today. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Rob. I am a, a key account lead at uh, Rose Rocket, and so my job is really to make sure that um, the the customers that are signed up for Rose Rocket TMS are are getting the value out of it that they uh, they expect. So. Um, I'm, I'm in a good position to do this because I have 11 years of uh, trucking experience. Before Rose Rocket, I, uh, I quite accidentally found my way into the industry. I, I took a job Don't we all? That, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's true. It's a, it's, a common, uh, it's a common story. So I, you know, fresh out of school, didn't know which way was up or down and wasn't sure what I was going to do. Uh, took a, a what was supposed to be a contractual job um, as an OSD and claims clerk of all 
of all things, uh, you know, really the belly of the beast. And fast forward 11 years later, I was I was general manager um, of the company. And in, in you know, in between those years, I bounced around a lot. I basically uh, was in the hot seat for every department, from operations to uh, rating and pricing to back office stuff, and uh, and in the the in-house brokerage that we had. So, kind of got a really good sense of the lay of the land as far as uh, the the industry goes, um, and it got into my blood. It it you know it got into my system. Uh, I couldn't uh, uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't shake my love of it. So I stuck around. You know, um, I ended up at Rose Rocket though. As a result of coming to the coming to this realization that the the industry isn't really equipped with um, modern software uh, software that does does the business justice, let's say. So, you know, during my tenure at the at the the carrier I worked at, um, I saw you know lots of different systems that did very specific specialized things: pricing, ops, dispatching, etc. Um, but you know, it was like, you know, death by a thousand spreadsheets, right? There yep. was just <laughs> for every every system that uh, you had to solve, you know, X problem, pricing, dock, cross docking, etc. There was ten spreadsheets that that system would produce daily just to pass information around. So I kind of realized that. Um, you know, it's kind of nice that on my phone I can download an app that is for personal finances and I can connect that to my banking uh, account. And those two systems play really nice together. Wouldn't it be nice if I had um, a, a TMS or other softwares within a trucking company, a brokerage company that did the same thing, that, that played nice with one another, just like you know, all the people, all the humans uh, have to kind of play nice together to, to get stuff done. Yeah. No, that's awesome, and it's it's always good. And we were talking about this before we started the you know recording today. But having a background in an industry before going to the sales side of it, I think it, it speaks volumes for someone's credibility. So, uh, in addition Thanks. to that, we're so happy to have you guys uh, sponsoring this episode and um, spo- really sponsoring for about a month with us at this point. And Ben and I, we take it very seriously when we consider somebody as a, uh, you know, as, as a company, we'd endorse their products. So we, we took a deep dive look into Rose Rocket and I was blown away. There's so many TMSs that pop up and that have popped up in the last decade that, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, it's another one. But um, no, I mean, you guys, how long has, has Rose Rocket been around? You're, you're um, mm-hmm. over five years now. What are you guys, six yep. years in? Yep, yep. Heading into awesome. our, our sixth year. Yeah, which is, That's awesome. uh, no, it's a great milestone. Cool. We're gonna get more into that in just a little bit. First, mm-hmm. we gotta recap a little sports. Um, as most of you know, I'm a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, and I was at the Monday night game here in Orchard Park against the Patriots. And it was a windy, wet, cold, snowy, disgusting game overall, and the Bills offense performed the same as the weather did. So uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots completed two for three passes for 19 yards. Uh, if so. Final result of the game, 14 to 10 Buffalo. If someone would have told me that the Bills defense would hold the Patriots to 14 points, I think everyone would sign on the dotted line saying, yep, Buffalo's gonna take this game. But um, I don't know, Buffalo's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, I don't think he lasts a whole lot longer on the Buffalo uh, staff unless uh, him and Sean McDermott, the, the coach, can get on the same page. So Ben, on the on the other note, your Steelers had a nice upset against uh, Baltimore. Absolutely. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. 
taking it's the like one point else in the victory. NFL did what they had to do for the Bills to do good, and the Bills couldn't show up. But <laughs> exactly, nice the first three quarters, the Steelers looked so so at best and turned it on in the fourth. And then Harbaugh decided to go for the two point conversion with what a handful yes. of seconds left. Didn't get it, and that was the game. I mean, you game. and I talked about this after. Like, I mean, hey, he knows his team better than anybody, but. If your team is matched up and you literally manage the majority of the game, my call would have been to push it into overtime to have more minutes to play. But yeah, hey. keep your momentum. Yeah, because they were they were uh, the touchdown and extra point would have tied the game and put it into overtime. But yeah, Harbaugh said, "Let's go for the win," and um, couldn't do it. Either way, so, it's a. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a great game all every year. It's probably one of the few games that I always look still look forward to. Just the rivalry and the it's always a tough game. They play it physical. Oh yeah. So Rob, as far as uh, sports up your way, you're, you're in Toronto. What? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> what's the up? I don't know. So what do you follow? What's your What's your team? What's your sport? You know, uh, if if I didn't say the NHL, I think my passport would be revoked. <laughs> so, you know, I'm yeah, I'm a hockey fan for sure. Nice. Well, uh, here in Buffalo, the Sabers and the uh, Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs have had a, quite an interesting history over the years the Sabres I think they're they've won like three out of their last 20 games so they're just not good and you know pretty much everyone's falling off the bandwagon here we can't even fill up the arena anymore but uh, yeah I always liked when Toronto fans would come down for a, a game in Buffalo so much fun I was one of them for sure I, it, it <laughs> nice. was uh you know the uh, uh it was always a fun trip to to head that way and watch one of those games rivalry was so great. close you know it's right, yeah. right it was yeah like it's right an hour there and a half or two hours yeah take the QEW yep. and yeah, Boston boom, you're there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good stuff. How's uh, how's Toronto doing this year? Have you been following them closely? It's it's you know it's been a lukewarm year. Let's call it. Um, yeah. It hasn't. It, you know it's been typical. You know bandwagon. Play still. La- exactly. I was gonna say it's early, so I bite yeah. my tongue. Yep. Hockey's like another, it's like baseball where you know the seasons are so long. Was there 82 yeah. games in hockey, 162 in baseball, or compared to you know yeah. NFL, you got as of this year, 17 games. So one game doesn't mean as much in NHL like it does in, you know, football. So, well, interesting stuff. Always love my little sports talk. But before we get into the content, Ben, give a shout out to our friends over at DAT. Taking the guesswork out of freight with DAT. The DAT Load Board Network is the largest on-demand freight marketplace in North America, connecting freight brokers with available capacity on any lane. Grow your business with tools that allow you to find new business partners, Plus, you can quickly qualify and onboard new carriers. And with the industry's leading freight rate data, you can make clear and confident pricing decisions. Check out the show notes for a free month of Power, Express, or Trucker's Edge. Absolutely. All right, so today's topic, TMSs. Um, So this is a, like I said earlier on, this is a question that we get so often is anything from what is a TMS to what TMS should I use and how much do they cost and what features should I be looking for? And what I will say is um, depending on who you are, what your company does and what you're looking for, not every TMS is for everyone, right? Like I've seen I've seen asset-based companies that ask about a certain TMS and that TMS only services brokerages, right? Um, or some that they want integration with you know the latest tech tools and API integrations with you know all all these new products out there, and some of these TMSs they don't have that capability. Um, some people ask, should I you know should I develop my own and you know pay a million mm-hmm. bucks to get a developer to to do that and manage it, or should I go with a um, a company that's an expert 
in the tech side and basically license it out to myself. So um, actually literally had a guy yesterday email me asking me about um, McLeod and some stuff there. And you know, there's a million different ways to do anything on McLeod, it's confusing. And I basically replied and said, I, I don't know how much, you know, what to tell you to make it any better. There, you're absolutely right. There is a million ways to do all this stuff and uh, it's confusing. So, um, well, I guess first off, what let's talk about what a TMS is because some of our listeners are, are fairly new. We've got some that are seasoned, but really what is a TMS and what should it be used for? Rob, I'm curious what your take is on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's in the most simple terms, it's a system that a company um, uses to kind of plan, execute, and then optimize the, the physical movement of, of goods. So, um, you know, shippers use TMSs, carriers use TMSs, brokers, of course, use TMSs. I think depending on what the, uh, the type of uh, uh, user uh, the company is, that kind of dictates what kind of functionality is in there. So if you're, if you're focused and you're thinking about, um, you know, whether your brokerage needs a TMS, then you're probably mostly concerned with how can this TMS allow me to create an issue quotes quickly? How can it uh, help me, you know, manage uh, my carriers, dispatch to my carriers, update the status of orders, uh, and of course, like generate payables and receivable receivables. But, you know, the, the flavor of that is Kind of consistent across all the uh, different uh, you know types of TMSs out there, shipper, carrier, or broker. Uh, but fundamentally, I think that's what it is. So I, I want a, a follow-on question here: is mm-hmm. is a TMS really needed? And the reason, and I, the answer mm-hmm. is yes. But I don't, don't want to talk about that. But the reason I bring this up is I probably told this story a couple times on our show, but. I had a guy um, probably five or six years ago come to me from another brokerage to join mine. And I asked him, I was like, oh, so you know, what TMS platform were you using before? Um, the company that I was with at the time, we had our own proprietary <laughs> system. So I wanted to try and be able to relate whatever he was using to ours. And he's like, I use a pencil and paper. Like he yeah. literally tracked everything yeah. manually, but he yeah. was an old school guy. And he's like, I don't yeah. need to learn that. I don't need to learn that crap that you, you young kids yeah. are all doing with <laughs> computers and technology these days. Yeah. But it's, it's funny because sometimes it's hard, it's hard to, you know, break old habits or change what you're used to and get someone to accept and adapt to a new platform or a new way of doing mm-hmm. things. So um, I think that the big reason here is efficiency, visibility. I mean, there, there's so many reasons as to why, but I'm curious for both Rob and Ben, you know, what is it about a TMS that makes it a, a must have, you know, on the efficiency side and streamlining your operations? What does that, uh, what does that look like? Ben, I don't know if you want to take a stab at that first, but I don't want to. No, go ahead. Off. Um, you know, I think you said something really interesting, Nate, about you know the the types of you know brokers. There's there's many, 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 many uh, different sort of like mindsets or approaches to brokerage, and also um, whether or not a TMS is needed. So you know. If, I mean, like I like I said at the beginning of the uh, of the episode, my background's trucking, and I know that there is a place for those who are um, uh, just set with writing things down and using paperwork. And you know, if that's your shtick, if that's all you want, you know you ever want to be, then you know all the power to you, so to speak. Um, 
I probably got some salespeople listening to this uh, call from Rose Rocket turning over <laughs> the grave right now. But you, but you made a good point, Rob. I mean, it depends on where you want to go, right? Yeah. And, and the truth of the matter is some people that are stuck in their ways are going to be stuck regardless of yep. how great or how fast or how much better they could be yep. at whatever they're performing, right? Because yep. I think one of the biggest reasons a TMS is a must-have is it's the heartbeat of a brokerage. It literally right. organizes First off, it organizes everything. So yep. where all of your shipments are, it that's where it is. The second thing it needs to do is it literally provides the basic function of a brokerage, which is taking a work order or a tender right from your customer, entering it into a system, and then being able to create another work order or tender to send out to your carrier at a different rate, right? Without yep. that ability, you are not a freight broker. And a TMS wanna, is fundamentally like... I wanna add on to that too. So like. When you, when you talk about efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Think about all the other things that we need to do to be a good, not just be a freight broker, but to be good and excellent at being mm -hmm. a freight broker, right? And that is to be fast in our responses right. to people, to be able to organize all of our information. For example, having notes on your carriers, right? Uh, being able to vet out a carrier super easily, being able to post out to the load boards quickly and not have to log in manually to DAT to put a load up there and then right. pull it down later, right? Being able to generate a rate confirmation at the click of a button and not have to type it up in, in a Word document and create a PDF and send it out, right? I mean, these are all little things that when you get them all into one place, one system, or this is, this is what a TMS does, right? When you can do that, it saves you so much time, which, which allows us to do more of our job and then become more of a profitable brokerage. Absolutely, so, I mean, like I what you're hitting on and describing is is a brokerage with a growth mindset, right? Absolutely. So if you wanna grow your brokerage and you wanna uh, make sure that you're doing so in a scalable way, you're not gonna do that with a pen and paper system. You're simply not. And I don't think anybody from any camp would, would argue with that, right? You know, yeah. if you're spending time chasing email threads, chasing uh, status updates from your carriers, you know, double entering, triple entering data into, you know, this system or that system, you're, you're really getting in your own way. Well, and yeah. the thing is, the biggest, the biggest reason brokerages can't grow, or, and to be honest, even ones that wanna grow but aren't able to, right? The fundamental yeah. problem they have is because they don't have enough time. It's because it's yeah. being eaten up by all of right. the needs of their existing yes. customers. And what people yeah. don't think about is because they're small incremental points of time, right? right? For instance, I was taking somebody through a training this morning and I had them build out 30 loads, right? Well, the thing was, even just nuances, when you do that every day, if it takes you an extra two minutes for every load, that's an hour. If it takes you right. three minutes for every load, which seems like nothing when you're doing it, right? An extra 60 yep. seconds. The reality is, is you now spend three hours a day on that task, right? Yep. So when everybody out there is sitting there asking themselves like, why aren't they able to get new business? Why aren't they able to yep. grow? Why can't they train the next employee so they can actually take a vacation? Yep. It's always because of time. Yep. And that Absolutely. problem is best solved through a transportation management system. It starts giving you those minutes and moments back. I wanna add on to that too. So. I have worked for, we probably all have at one point in time, worked for a company that has great technology and we work for companies that have had bad technology, right? And technology is one of the fastest advancing things that, that exists in our life today that if you're not on the curve, if you're not at least caught up with the curve mm. and you're behind it, you're at a terrible disadvantage. I always have desired to be, and I always recommend folks, stay ahead of that curve, right? And stay, at least stay up to date with what's out there. Even if you haven't upgraded to your, to, you know, to the latest and greatest just yet, 
know what's out there and have that in your mindset of where you want to be in three to five years and hey to be where i want to be i'm going to eventually have to have this and implement this integration right here and, and i think i think to add to that it's not only think about where you want to be think about where your customers are going to be right business is being done online you know business is not um is moving away from it won't ever go away of course but it's being done, it's moving away from phone calls and uh, you know, carrier pigeons, let's say. Uh, it's being, business is being done online, right? Reputations are online. Um, that's, that's where the world is moving. Well, so you bring up a good point there, Rob, and I, wa I, wanna, I wanna elaborate on this and I'm curious how Rose Rocket stacks up. Yeah. So you talked about, think about where, you're, like, where are your customers gonna be. Mm -hmm. Same thing with carriers too, right? Because that TMS is gonna allow us to, to act as a broker, right? The, the intermediary between the shipper and that motor carrier and that communication and, and workflow mm -hmm. process, right? So there's customers now that there's EDI, they're sending tenders over that way, or yeah. um, all their loads are all transmitted electronically now. It's not a phone call, right. hey, I need a truck at 3 p.m. for this. Same thing with carriers. There's carriers that they wanna be able to log in and see what loads you have available or right. have a, a, you know, a repetitive process of every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm taking you know these couple of lanes from yep. this brokerage and I want to be able to do that quickly online or through their TMS versus having to call my broker. So yep. um, talk to me a little bit about that and I'm curious because we, we did a really in-depth demo on the, the brokerage process in Rose Rocket and I loved it. Um, we, I didn't look at the, the customer or carrier facing side as far mm. as that goes, but I'm curious if you could speak to that a little bit. So, so it's actually, um, it's really interesting. Both of those um, topics are interesting. The, the customer facing, shipper facing, let's call it, uh, portals, and then the carrier facing one. So the shipper facing one actually kind of touches on the, the history of Rose Rocket as a company. We originally started actually as a shipper TMS. We were a system for shippers to upload their rates, manage the orders they were giving to brokers and carriers, et cetera. Um, we eventually realized and, and pivoted to uh, brokers and, and carriers because shippers, you know, at the end of the day, their, their main bread and butter, their main focus is the thing that they do, the widgets that they make, right? Transportation is essential, it's important, it's important but it wasn't their sort of like, it wasn't the, the burning issue topic of the day. Whereas if you were in, of course, a broker or a carrier, that is your business. The move, you know, we said it earlier. It's the movement of stuff. Um, so our original product was called Freight Next. Terrible name, um, but it uh, it was focused on the shipper side of things, and we actually kept a lot of that code, a lot of that functionality, and it's become our customer portal, our shipper portal. So it's where you can, if you're a broker, you know, chat with your customer, right? You can upload documents to share with them. They can upload documents to share with you. They I want to pause right there because yeah, that sure. is such, I absolutely love that. And I've seen platforms mm. that do it kind of, but not mm. great. And a lot of TMSs don't. But the fact where if you can upload a customer invoice and um, you can interact with your customer virtually and digitally like that, instead of having to manually do it through an yep. email or a phone call, that is absolutely huge. Right. Um, so I just want to hit on that real quick because I mean that Ben, we've talked about this numerous times. Paperwork getting lost, or hey, I might have put the wrong email in, or this person doesn't work there anymore. It slows down the invoicing process, which then mm -hmm. delays how quickly you're going to get payment. Because remember, a customer's invoice, that 30-day terms or whatever you have them on, doesn't start until they get that invoice. So if you right. sent to the wrong email address a month ago, 
they're not on the hook to pay that until they actually receive it. So I just right. wanted to hit on that real quick. So that I think that's awesome with the customer portal. And I wanted to add one other thing too. So like, and this was years ago, um, you know, probably like six, seven years ago, but like I had a customer and we were able to communicate efficiently, not through a TMS, but like it was right when Skype came out and we were able to link our organizations. So back to the value of being mm. able to communicate directly mm. with your customer, right? It is such an advantage also over other brokers, right? Because everyone else is sending emails. There's other brokers working with my customer. There always are, except my line was direct. So when I needed an update, when there was an issue, when they needed something, they don't want to send an email and wait for somebody to respond because everybody's busy. And some people, that customer included, would receive on average three to 400 emails a day. So waiting for them to get to the email you sent to them was always a waiting game. So then you call. Well, now you created more work for them. What having this direct line like you guys provide gives you an advantage over the other brokers and it allows you to give them more value. Like, hey, when you need something, just shoot me a message. I'm here, it's open. You don't need to wait for me to get to the email, then call you back, then shoot you another email. It's, it's first-class communication, right? Like mm-hmm. your messages are getting to the people. Um, without noise. Um, without noise, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. What I want to add here too, and we've said it before, is our our customers, right, the shippers, they're not in the game of transportation. That Transportation mm-hmm. is just a necessity for them to conduct right. their business, right? So if they're producing widgets, they're in the business of making and selling widgets, widgets not in exactly. getting widgets shipped. So that's exactly. our job. If we can make that easier, that is gonna solve so many problems and, and avoid headaches. That's the value, right? That's the value that brokers that brokers bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the other the other aspect of this was the, the the carrier management piece. And I think that this is something you guys actually did an episode recently that I, I strongly encourage everyone to listen to about building your carrier network. And I think that that's something that you know new brokers uh, specifically may not appreciate from from the get go. Um, you know, the, the benefits that come with finding carriers who you know intimately, as intimately as your own customer base, right? So that you can uh, know who to go to when you have an order on a certain lane, right? Who, who likes this backhaul as backhaul sort of thing? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can build that carrier network. And, and you guys do a great job in that episode explaining those things. And it's one of the areas that Rose Rocket has recognized a need for as well. So we've got a product called uh, the Carrier Directory, where you can um, find carriers who are covering lanes that you need coverage for. Now, I don't mean it's like a, it's not a load board per se. It's not a place necessarily where you, you know, post loads to go in the, in the episode, you guys use the, the fishing analogy, right? So, you know, you're, you need to cover a certain area, so you go fishing to go look for a carrier. Well, this carrier directory is like, is like fishing with a, uh, you know, a, a fish finder on your boat, right? It, it is helping you know who is in which area. And that's because the carriers are on Rose Rocket too. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So I was curious, where does that data come from? Because I think right. um, if you, I, I always love when a company and like you guys specifically, if you have access to data internally yourself that you can mm. then use to improve everyone else's abilities, that's amazing. So where's that data all coming from then? Yeah. So, I mean, like we, the way we see it is, you know, we definitely don't want to get in the, in the way. We just want to facilitate, right? In other words, um, you're a broker you've got an order that needs to go from A to B. 
I'm a carrier. I'm using Rose Rocket as well. Um, my drivers are using the Rose Rocket driver mobile app. The trucks are also equipped with, you know, name the ELD. Um, so we know exactly in real time where the trucks are. If you and I are both on Rose Rocket, we can connect our Rose Rocket in a way that it's almost like it's one TMS, right? Of course, there's clear boundaries as far sure. as what data is shared, but using the, um, the real-time visibility as an example, if you and I are partners, right? We, we've, we've found a synergy on a certain lane, let's say, and you're always giving me business on a certain lane. Um, I'm comfortable with you enough that I'm gonna dispatch it to a driver. I'm gonna turn on the visibility toggle. You will be able to see where in the world my driver is from his ELD. That's awesome. When that driver uploads the signed proof of pickup or the signed proof of delivery, it gets shared with you immediately. There's no, there's no more emails or phone calls, where is the driver, you know, send me this, this proof of delivery so I can invoice. That's the kind of stuff that we want to facilitate. The, the, like what is happening today in email and phone, as we all know, um, is going to go the, the way of the dodo. Uh, yeah. and, and that requires a system like Rose Rocket. So I want to I want to dig a little deeper onto the carrier side here because you brought yeah. up two things. One is the the document uploading and imaging part. Um, it's the same thing we just mentioned with with our shippers and our customers, mm. right? Is that um, so many times I have seen brokers that you know it takes them a week to track down yeah. a POD and an invoice, or they realize after a month they're like. I never got my commission on this load, and, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, we Carrie never sent their stuff, yeah. and I'm like, you know, you can, yeah, you should be able to, you know, track down all this stuff. But you guys have the ability where the driver or that carrier can just upload their documentation yep. digitally, and right. boom, brokers got access to it. Now the other piece of that is is uh, sourcing capacity, which has mm. really been one of the biggest hurdles that brokers have run into this year and, oh, yeah. um, and it's probably going to be sustained in you know into 2022 for a bit um, but having data and information and analytics to give you a sense of where capacity is which carriers are running certain lanes right yep. um, I think that having data and information from your TMS versus just having to rely on load boards is it's a game changer for brokers so um, I'm curious, I, I, yeah. I want to ask you to speak to that a little bit further on yeah. how, how a broker can use your platform for sourcing capacity. Is there um, like integrations with load boards or are they, is there like rating data or yeah. you mentioned obviously you're the, you could see your trucking or that the mm -hmm. carrier side capacity and all that, but what does that look like? Yeah, so I mean, um, it's all of the above really. Um, for example, integrations with load board, load boards, of course. So you've got a load that you need to cover. You can post it immediately uh, to your load board, right? Or load boards. Um, no extra data entry. You know, you're not doing the swivel chair thing between two systems. You create the order in Rose Rocket. You post it to the load board. Done. Um, the other side of that is the carrier directory piece. Um, so you've won a piece of business that is uh, regular. You know, it's going to be you know moving once or twice a week, let's say, over a given lane. Um, you can go to the carrier directory and you can find carriers who have at, who are advertising that that's what they cover and that's what they're looking for. So you know, you look at the other side of the coin. Um, so you kind of have a, a the carrier pretty much yeah. is setting some sort of a profile when they set up. That exactly. Says, 
here's what I here's my equipment. Here's the lanes I like to service. Right, and, that and that's the information that. that brokers need to have exactly to save time. And, and to be clear, like you know, it's not just a directory, right? It's all the other stuff I just talked about. Where you know, sure, you could go do a Google search, right? You can go start to uh, do that Google search and spend hours trying to find carriers who uh, are not on Rose Rocket, who are using you know Excel spreadsheets or what have you. Um, or you go to the directory and you find a partner who is using the same system as you. And you know when we you know when we talk about like carrier onboarding, right? Well, the onboarding is pretty light when both of you are using the exact same system, right? Yep. When um, you when you have an integration with you know name the carrier compliance and you can see okay on you know SaferWatch this carrier excellent uh, compliance score. They're on Rose Rocket, so I know that they believe in visibility, transparency. I can connect with them. This is gonna be a great experience for me, the broker. And then again, of course, most importantly, my shipper, my customer. Gotcha. So I wanna ask this next is, because um, some of the folks on our show may be overwhelmed. They're probably mm. overwhelmed by half the stuff Ben and I talk about, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's beyond where they're at in their, in their brokerage career. But let's say you're a new broker or mm -hmm. Um, you're in your first six months and you know you're you're just trying to focus on the basics of getting yeah. the job done I, I want to get customers and manage them in my system I want to be able to find trucks and move loads I don't care about all the bells and whistles I just want to get myself off the ground so you know what should brokers be looking at as far as capabilities and features in a TMS um, yep. let's say if they're new or if they're advanced what, what are some of those things when someone's evaluating because we always yeah. recommend don't just look at one platform and go with it if you like it. Compare them against each other and see what's what's best for you. So what are those items yeah, that you should be sure. looking at? So, I mean, you know, there's the brass tacks things, right? You know, you should be able to create a quote and uh, issue a, a quote from the system. You should be able to have sort of a, a carrier management module where you can, you know, keep a profile for the carriers that you use. You should be able to, of course, you know, dispatch and send uh, emails um, uh, um, to, or dispatching information to the carriers. That, that's, you know, brass tacks, right? Um, and there's a lot of systems that, that do that. I think that if you are, even if you're very, very early and, uh, you know, you're new to brokerage, but you have a growth mindset, you need to think about whether or not the TMS you are going with is a system that is open to integrating with other systems, the other systems that you're going to use, right? So, you know, if you if you don't have, if you don't go with a TMS that has, you know, an integrations marketplace where you can kind of go and and you know point and click at, okay, this is I'm going to use QuickBooks for my financial management stuff. I'm going to use SaferWatch for carrier compliance. You know, uh, DAT for for the load board. Um, if it doesn't have that ability, then the TMS that you're looking at probably is just a glorified spreadsheet. Right, you know, there's That's spreadsheets, <laughs> right? There's yeah. spreadsheets, and then there's uh, TMS platform TMSs like Rose Rocket that actually play nice with other systems. Anything in between that is just a glorified spreadsheet. Um, so yeah, so it's integrations. Uh, you know, we have an open source API, which again, what does that mean if you're brand new to brokerage? And it didn't mean anything to me before I joined Rose Rocket. But basically, Rose Rocket um, uh, makes our integration points public so you could 
go and find a developer if you wanted, or if you were, let's say, you know, you've grown your brokerage and you've hired some IT consultant or you've hired some IT folks and you have a, you know, a custom thing that you want to do, we give you that ability. We empower you to do that. Again, something you're probably going to grow into. Um, and then I think the last thing is like, again, you know, net network TMS, uh, the, the idea that um, the TMS should allow you to collaborate with people beyond, you know, um, you know, sending an email from my system to your system. I mean, actually connecting the system, EDI, APIs, the, those kinds of things. I, hope I that think the, the collaboration piece is yeah. that's the future of where our industry is going. Yeah. And I think the I think the companies that will succeed are the ones that embrace that, right? Because we 100%. if we can think about this. I mean, if a company can save the cost of salaries for 3 people because they can replace that process with um, automation and then they could reuse those 3 people somewhere yeah. else to help grow their company, right? Yeah. yeah. Now that payroll is not going just to sustain a company, it's going to grow their company. Or they just don't need the people at all, or they you know they yeah. have to hire additional people. That is that's a game changer. I don't know if this is a if this is a rose rocket ism, but we we refer to it as coopetition, right? So it's not <laughs> it's not it's not you know pure competition, me against them. It's not you know a hundred percent you know kumbaya you know sort of thing. There's that in between where it's like. Yes, you know, we're, I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to make uh, uh, a living. Uh, you're running a business. You're trying to uh, make a living. There's synergies. And how do, we, how do we find the folks that have complementary synergies to me? And that's the, uh, that's the golden ticket. Gotcha. Ben, you got anything you want to add in as far as uh, the must-haves or things to look at? No, I mean, I think we covered you like... used a couple different <clears throat> platforms yourself. Mm. Yeah, and I think, and to be honest, it's kind of a lot of what we talked about, right? Like, there's some that I've worked with that were really great. There's some that I've worked with that I thought were very poor. And then there are things that, like, I look for because I know that no matter where you want. There was a quote I heard the other day. It said, greatness is just doing your best incrementally over and over there again. There it right? is. Like, Ben's uh, proverb of the week. But the reality is, is that's what we're talking about. A TMS saves you minutes and moments. It doesn't usually replace, like when you look at it, you're not gonna go, hey, I don't need to do that all day, right? So I right. think when people are evaluating it, it's hard to miss how much time you get back because genuinely most brokers don't know how much time they're spending on these tasks in the first place. So right. to Nate's point, like what we've been doing in this industry and we continue to do is put more people in front of these things. Right. In fact, the biggest companies are exactly their proof of this. They hire more human beings because the technology doesn't play nice, right? Yeah. With anybody or everybody. And if you so, really I understand how much time you're spending on these things, then you can start actually evaluating like, okay, I'm paying 45 grand a year for this human being to do a task that I could eliminate 30% of what they're doing. They can do 30% of this other thing. But most people right. aren't digging down to see how much these things actually take them time-wise. And the most important thing is that that other thing is more valuable yes. to your business, to growing your business. Like, do you really want to spend money on somebody filling out a spreadsheet to be emailed to somebody else? No, yes. you don't. Right. You want those people on the phones, introducing themselves, you know, managing marketing material online. Um, it's those kinds of things, the stuff that actually grows your business. 
So I want to add in one last thing that I personally look look at with any kind of software is the user interface, user experience, right? Um, I have seen, so when mm. I worked for an asset-based company, our TMS was, <laughs> it was awful. I felt like I was on a DOS system. Um, yeah. And probably were. <laughs> we've all probably seen systems like that. We're like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, obviously, I think um, with the release of mobile apps, web-based platforms, cloud-based uh, TMSs, people have realized that with technology and the younger generation, we're used to having at our fingertips a good user experience. Like if you've got an iPhone, right? Apps look nice and clean, right? Yeah. Um, versus you know the old school Windows 95 playing the chess game or whatever, where it's like very archaic, right? So the the user experience, user interface, the you know minimize the number of clicks it takes, make mm. it look visually appealing, so I'm not dreading looking at my monitor. And that is one of the things that I saw with Rose Rocket when we did the demo that blew me away was how clean it is, how easy the workflow was from beginning to end. Because I think what we did was we started with a load from scratch, cradle to grave. Mm -hmm. We built the load all the way through um, getting it dispatched and delivered. And it was so fast, so easy. And um, that's th that's personally what I look at. And I know there's some people that don't care and there's a lot of people that do care about that. So that's that's my take on it. I, I, gotta, I gotta share a quick story about that. Um, it's part of my job to at Rose Rocket to kind of bring uh, new hires uh, up to speed on you know the status of the industry and what our customers do and, and how they do it and uh, I, I won't forget the one of the first times I brought a, you know a very junior engineer along with me to, to visit a customer and to see what systems they were using and they were using you know a DOS like system that you were talking about or something a little bit better than that it was a, a legacy system and on the drive home uh, I asked what they thought and the, the engineer said, I don't believe, I can't believe that that system was made by humans, right? <laughs> it, it was so unintuitive, so difficult to learn and use. He's like, it could only, you know, who, only a robot would have built that, right? And so I really appreciate that, uh, those comments about design, our design, our UX. Uh, we take a lot of pride in it. We invest a lot in it uh, because we know that it's what the users of, of today expect. I can tell you. You're absolutely right. It's, on the, it's not even like a, it's not even like a an add-on. It's like that's a baseline minimum, right. in my opinion. If I don't, yeah. if I don't like the look and feel of a piece of software, I'm not buying it. Yeah. So. And I think that goes with a lot of things in life, by the way. And I, I mean, I'm not going to name the company, like, but they went right. about it and really didn't pay any attention to the UI or the user experience. And when I went to use it, it was noticeable. In fact it was noticeably slower because they didn't think through the way somebody uses it. So that experience was, in fact, it was literally siloed. There were different information silos right. on different servers to go from one task to the next. So every right. time you had to do for a broker what seems like the next logical thing to do, the system didn't see it that way. So you had to literally wait for it to load and you're like, when we got on, I got on a call with him and I was like, well, why does this? And he goes, oh, well, we had to solve something. We Our data was running too slow, so we split it into servers. And I went, I right. get that. Right. But you do understand from your customer, the people that use this, like you just made this experience like unpleasant. Like when you right. have to wait for it to load every time you do a normal task, yeah. like it becomes an unpleasant experience yeah. and then you don't want to use it. And I think those are the things, and we see that everywhere from the way we get in our car, where the radio is to where a doorknob is, like we design things yeah. for use. And when they're not, yep. we notice that. So I'm, this might sound like a dumb question, Rob, but where yeah. is the, the, are you guys on, on the cloud? Is that where all the oh, data yeah. is? Okay, yep. all right. Because yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, 
wild to me now how having a TMS that's hosted on a local server, I have personally at multiple companies run into issues where when that server's got an issue, it is a bad day. Bad it, day. Bad like, every minute feels like an hour. And then like you get your phones blowing up. Everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? Um, go, so just the whole idea, my, the company I'm with now recently made the choice to switch to the cloud from local server. And it is like weight yeah. off my <laughs> chest and shoulders. Yeah. Just like, okay, we don't have to worry about outages anymore. Yeah. But, uh, so, well, hey, before we, before we wrap up the content mm -hmm. part here, I wanted to give you um, one last chance to yeah. anything that we didn't cover on Rose Rocket and... Um, how can folks get a hold of you? You know, what, what yep. would they, you know, if they want to get a demo or anything, any cool tools yep. that we haven't mentioned? So uh, definitely visit roserocket.com to uh, check us out and, and to book a demo. Um, there's a way to, to, to book a demo right, right online. Um, and the other thing that I, like, I feel it's important to, to say is that, um, you know, We've been talking about like purchasing a TMS and how, how important that is. Uh, I wanted to be known that there's there's a freemium version of Rose Rocket. So let's say you're just starting out. Let's say you you know you you've got a small business that you're trying to nurture. We appreciate that. Rose Rocket appreciates that. Um, so just do yourself a favor. Don't start that spreadsheet. Um, go check us out and, and book a demo. There's a freemium version of it to get your feet wet, to get things going. And as you grow, you know, as, and we hope to, to help you grow and facilitate that with all the stuff that we've talked about today, um, you know, we, we grow with you. And, and we kind of, we see it as a really important, it's part of our you know, philosophy, our, our belief that um, we need to bring value to our customers. And of course, there's no better measurement of value than, than growth. Um, so yeah, roserocket.com, and you can book a demo and, and speak with uh, one of my colleagues. Awesome. We'll make sure we put a, uh, a link to your website in our episode notes and in the description on YouTube. So, uh, well, hey, we're gonna, we got three questions to, uh, to cover here from our listeners, but before that, I gotta give a shout out to our friends over at Lean Solutions Group. Reminder, Trey Griggs will be on with us next week to talk about, probably he's just gonna make fun of the Buffalo Bills because he's a Chiefs <laughs> fan, but um, everyone's growing. In, well, I shouldn't say everyone. The good brokers are growing right now. They've taken advantage of um, the market and with just the consumption going up. So the, the need to hire and staff your brokerage office has gone up. So Lean Solutions Group, they've got the nearshore staffing model where you can get folks from their offices in Colombia, South America at a fraction of the cost. These are great US speaking folks that are trained in brokerage. And then you all you have to do is you, you go through a small interview process to pick who you wanna put on your team and then show them how to use your TMS. Maybe it's Rose Rocket, maybe it's something else, who knows. But uh, check them out at leangroup.com and we'll make sure Trey can talk to us more about them a little bit further next week. All right, so first question, and this is where you can tell that our, our range of listenership ranges from the novice to the experience. The first question we had today from a listener is, what is a lane? And mm. when I saw it, I almost laughed, but then I thought to myself, before I got into logistics and transportation, I didn't know what a lane was either, right? Because people talk about, oh, which lane are you, you know, what lanes do you have available? What lanes are you quoting or working on, whatever? Um, a lane is simply an origin to a destination, right? Atlanta to Chicago, that's a lane. Chicago back to Atlanta is a different lane, right? Because a lane is where it's coming from and where it's going to, and that has a lot of effect on the cost to ship in that lane because of you know the the geography for one point, um, where the trucks are located, uh, volume. The weather when you get to this time of year. 
you guys have anything else to add in on lanes? Yeah. Lanes 101. The thing is, and it's funny, I was thinking of this yesterday. Oh, because I think we saw this question yesterday. I think it came from a listener yesterday. I was thinking about this yeah. when I was driving, and the, the, the way it was explained to me first was it's abbreviated. Lane is short for shipping lane. And they were like, yes. it's it's mm-hmm. just literally the lane. And they were like, when you think about it, like it's like a bowling alley or anything else. It's from the origin yeah. to the destination. And you're right. Like, yes, Atlanta to Chicago and Chicago to Atlanta are two different lanes. And as Rob pointed out, it's because of the supply and demand on each side. The supply of trucks yeah. and the demand for those trucks. Like we, I use the analogy of... Uh Boston, Massachusetts is a is a great reference. So think about the geography and how much they consume versus produce. Um, a lot of trucks don't want to go to Boston because they can't get a load out of Boston. Reason being, freight gets shipped into Boston, but they don't produce enough to ship out of there. So a truck has to drive empty or deadhead to another location that has freight to, right. to then pick up and ship. So that's a lane for you. Um, Next question: How can some freight brokers not live in the U.S.? Uh, and this is a this is a great question. Um, and more, spe- I'll talk about the North America piece first, but then I'm going to talk about the the worldwide piece because when we talk about freight brokerage uh, and in the United States, it's all licensed from the Department of Transportation, the, the FMCSA, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Now that being said, I live in Buffalo, New York. We literally border Ontario, Canada. We have three bridges in Western New York that cross from New York to Canada. And a lot of our workforce before COVID was coming over those bridges and into Canada. I had, I had professors in college that, that lived in, um, I think it's St. Catharines, Ontario, mm-hmm. which is right over Fort Erie. Uh, my grandparents are from Fort Erie, Canada. So you think about the geography of the US, whether you're in the, the southern states that border Mexico or the northern states that border um, Canada, and I think there's a stat, maybe Rob, you can help me out here. I think 90% of the Canadian population lives within like 100 miles of the US-Canada border. Yeah, so do you ever look we, at one of those rely, like, yeah. Yeah, we rely on each other yeah. with both um, workforce and capacity for, for trucks, right? So we have a lot of cross-border freight in the US, so for that reason, there's a lot of, I worked with a lot of freight brokers that are, they live in Canada, but they're brokering US freight, or they, they do a little bit of both. Um, now let's talk worldwide. Um, I've seen folks in South America, obviously we talked about Lean Solutions Group, they've got folks in Colombia. Um, I've had folks in Ukraine, in India, um, UK, Australia, and the reason being is you know, you're not required to be a U.S. citizen to work in this industry, but by no means. It doesn't make you any better at the job. Um, I live in New York. Doesn't mean I can't move freight in California, right? I mean, it's we're 3,000 miles away. But with the, you know, technology and interconnectivity, and plus what I think is another thing that people forget about is time zones, right? Someone's daytime across the, across the world allows them to operate on a normal schedule, but service the US overnight when trucks are driving a lot of the time too. And I think that's where there's a big benefit to people having a dispatcher operations set over in Eastern Europe or um, further east from that. Uh, but you know, I will give one caution. Um, certain, I've seen certain, I think it was like truck stop, that if they detected an IP that was out of the country, their security team flagged it, you need to make sure that you you know, you check the box, cross your T's, dot your I's to make sure that your connectivity is working across the board like that. You guys have any other input on the, um, on how that 
brokers that are not in the in the U.S. or North America. I, I think you covered kind of all of it. I was curious to hear what Rob was going to say about you said with everybody living within a hundred yeah. mile or what is what was the stat? Ninety percent of the Canadian population lives within a hundred within a hundred miles of the border with the U.S. Yeah, it just it gets too cold the further north you go, right? So you look at one of those. It's it's kind of a cool thing. You you look at one of those satellite images, right, where it shows you the uh, the, the ambient light coming from the cities. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all along the the, the border. That's yeah. all I was going to add there. Yeah, think about like on the East Coast, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just that's just north of New York. Toronto, yeah. like I said before, it's an hour and a half to two hours from Buffalo. I don't know. I went to a Red Sox Blue Jays game and I I waited like <laughs> three hours because it was a Friday and rush hour, but whatever. <laughs> um, and you go out west, right, to yeah. the west coast, the, the same thing applies. And all you know, all the way across that, that border, a lot of those cities are there. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, all right, last question comes from one of our listeners. What insurance policies do I need as a freight agent compared to a licensed broker and why? Um, so short answer is you don't need any, any. legally, right? A, a licensed freight broker needs to have a surety bond. Um, we recommend the general liability policy, contingent cargo, and whatever else your customers may want. But if you're a, a contracted 1099 freight agent that's working for a brokerage, your brokerage has those policies, and you as an individual agent that's subcontracted by them, you don't have to have any of your own insurance. Now, as a caveat to that, um, if you have a larger operation and you've got, let's say, eight to 10 employees, you've got at least office space, um, you're probably gonna wanna have um, general liability in case somebody slips, trips, or falls in your office and that's on you and you want to cover your butt on that. There may be some workers' comp requirement depending on where you operate or live. Um, what I would recommend is get with a, a trusted insurance agent and talk through your situation because, Ben, you and I are not insurance agents and, Rob, I'm pretty sure you're not nope. either. Maybe nope. maybe you just have that yeah. in your back pocket too. But um, I'm never going to give... Um, you know, concrete advice on insurance or legal matters because I'm not a lawyer or a, an insurance person, but I can tell you from experience that um, there are instances where you would probably want to have something in place to protect yourself because insurance is meant for one thing, it's to offset risk. So the larger operation, the more complex it is, the more risk you're gonna probably wanna offset. So any, you guys have anything to add into that piece? No, I just learned a lot, thank you. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Ben, you got anything? No, pretty comprehensive. Well, hey, awesome episode. Rob Doherty from Rose Rocket in, uh, you know, my neighboring city of Toronto. So love to see it. Love to have you on here. (laughs) Uh, And again, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, but it's Mm -hmm. roserocket.com. That's the best way to get a hold of you guys. That's the best way, for sure. Awesome. Well, cool. Thanks for joining us today, Rob. You got any, any closing final thoughts? No, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to speak with you guys, and I, you know, kudos to you. I think this podcast. I was cruising around a bunch of the episodes before I, I got on this one. I shared a bunch with my uh, colleagues because I think it's a great resource to kind of learn about the uh, uh, the needs of brokerage and how how that works. Awesome, we appreciate that, Ben. Yeah, any closing thoughts from you? Whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. And until next time, go Bills. That wraps up this episode of Freight 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all the other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes for links to any articles and content that we referenced on this episode. Visit us on the web at www.freight360.net. And if you'd like to learn more about a new home for your agency, contact me directly. 
And if you'd like to learn more about me coming out to run a free complimentary sales training for your team, check me out on LinkedIn or again at www.freight360.net.